comic books, video games, television, and movies. In a world where the media has been dominated by superheroes and sci-fi, these barely Irish assholes must band together to make sense of it all. It's not news. It's utterly nonsense. been a couple of months and so we've got a few things to catch up on so yeah welcome to the utterly nonsense podcast thank you for coming here and listening i don't know why you did but thanks regardless and i hope you didn't get lost on your way they'd have to find us in the first place <laughs> you know we might actually trend this week because of jackass 4 coming out so when's it, someone's going to type in nonsense online and they're going to get us <laughs> yeah, you never know. Yep, just ride the coattails of everything else. <laughs> so what exactly are we doing here? Why are we here? What exactly did we join forces here to discuss? We're here to talk about the Triple Ds. We're here to talk about peace, guys. <laughs> right, so mainly there are a few shows we've been keeping up with. So there's our new Flash, which is Superman and Lois, because Flash is just, just don't watch Flash ever again. Just do not. Grant Gustin's apparently so good, he's now getting paid 200000 an episode for this upcoming season. So I'm like, hey, someone's agent's getting a raise. Yeah, his last season. Thank God. So did you actually watch any of uh, Armageddon, the uh, Flash I season? Yeah, I watched the entire thing. That Just I forgot about that. Fucking garbage, What, is dude. it season seven or season <laughs> eight? Uh, eight? Okay, eight. Um, I will say it's better than <laughs> it's probably the best season of The Flash since season four, just by default. Um, <laughs> season four was terrible. That's like no comparison. See, I mean, season four was okay. I think that's when it started to decline initially. I pressed everything after season three. It, it was season five when it really leaned into the camp. I mean, it's always had that element of campiness, but um, season five was like. I was going to say season six with a blood. What's his name? Blood Rain? Blood. blood uh, it wasn't Blood Sport. Blood Gulch. Uh, uh, Blood, uh, bloodbath. I don't know. <laughs> Bloody Mary. Whatever. Like that, those first thirteen episodes before Crisis were probably the most best we had in years. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't bad. Let's be honest. It started to decline in season one because all the tropes already had <laughs> manifested, like Flash running up, just talking, and then the villain just walks out the door and, oh my god, where did he go? Yeah, I mean, like I said, it's always had those elements of ridiculousness that you get from the CW. Um, CW disease. But it got to a I'm tipping point. I'm the fastest point. man alive and you got away? Yeah. It, well, it got to a tipping point where I couldn't look past it anymore, probably in season five. Then season eight at least had an interesting plot twist. It had an interesting progression of the story. Uh, like, you know, I, I guess if you had seen the end of season seven, it's not too unexpected what happened. But, you know, I bet if you could combine all of the different periods that we've complained about the Flash in, uh, in episodes of this that we've recorded. Every episode. Yeah, every you episode. can make an episode out of it. Just random clips of complaining about the Flash. Yeah, no, you ha you'd have at least enough content for an hour-long special. We're yeah. very much probably there. <laughs> Every podcast begins with, so how's the Flash fucking up this time? <laughs> well, I mean, when, we, when we were still doing like an all-video version of the podcast on YouTube, uh, that's pretty much how we started off every episode, was like spending at least 10 uh, minutes just talking about how... Oh my god, yeah, because it was still like decent. And that was like during season three of The Flash, right? Like that's No, it was four. Was it four? It was DeVoe. Oh, yeah. No, Savitar. The, episode zero, we were talking about who Savitar was. Right, but then, like, that that, that oh, was yeah. zero. But then when we, we actually had episode one, it was the season four that had started. Right, or yeah, it was going huge, to. Right, uh, huge time skip. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, so, I mean, yeah. Anyway, we'll also talk, I guess, a bit about Peacemaker and Book of Baby Fett. I mean, Book of Mandalorian. I mean, uh, it's who? Hey, guys, Star we, I heard we might get a cameo from Boba Fett this week. <laughs> In the words of Han Solo. Where? 
But guys, like, let me tell you, I, I think that school is going to produce a lot of great Jedi. <laughs> you think so? It, I mean, I anyone who's so. seen The Last Jedi could tell you that ain't true. <laughs> I mean. Uh, I love how that made so many people mad. God damn it. It was hilarious. Is it the exact same school? Because I don't think it's like. It, well, I guess it might have been in the flashbacks, right? It's obviously not the island Luke was sequestered on for as long as he was you know, away. I but. can't believe Luke kills the entire planet just building that school because I remember that that planet looked like a desert <laughs> and not so many fucking trees around it. At least in yeah. that shot where, uh, you know, Kylo. I mean, Ashoka did say you're just like your father. <laughs> That's almost an insult. You'll kill everything you love. I literally was just like, he didn't kill his wife? What? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Luke never at least went into the same temptations that Anakin did, so it wasn't exactly the same scenario, right? Like That's because Luke's a cuck! To, to his credit, he fell into more of the traditional Jedi uh, tradition of, like, you know, trying to abandon earthly attachments. At least this version of Luke uh, a decade after Return, or five years after Return of the Jedi. Did, they, did, did he not learn anything from his dad? <laughs> like, that's the whole reason Anakin went bad. Yeah. Well, he knew him for like maybe five minutes and then like saw him die in front of him. So, <laughs> yeah. Do we want to dive into Boba Fett now or did you want to uh, talk about some of the DC stuff first? Uh, I'm done to talk about Boba Fett. So, uh, wait, before we get into any of that. <clears throat> so, my idea for December and the reason why we didn't really end up uh, recording anything for December was I wanted to do like a whole big catch up for all the things that we hadn't yet talked about that we'd seen because there were like some movies coming out, there were some other I don't know, games, I think. Right. And my idea was to have like the, you know, another big New Year's episode, but I don't know. It didn't really seem like too many people were around, so we ended up not doing that. And now it's gotten to the point where all of that is so old that I just want to do a quick catch up on the things that I've seen and say whether I would recommend them yes or no. So very quickly, if you could all be patient for just a minute. Things that I've seen. Dune, soft recommend. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Soft recommend if you're really nostalgic. <laughs> Arcane on Netflix. Definitely watch that. I hard recommend it. Okay. Smiling Friends, new cartoon on Cartoon Network. Well, it's like very it's like eight, eleven minute episodes, kinda like the SpongeBob length. So they're like hmm. half of a half hour time block. I like it. I would I would say check that out. Yeah. Uh not recommend. Matrix four. I don't think it was as terrible as a lot of people say, but it didn't really add anything new, and visually, well, it's kind of boring. Was it better than the sequels, at least? Or the first two sequels? Um, Nah. Uh, not really. That's, that's depressing. Hmm. Things that I've been playing. Halo Infinite, the campaign, I recommend it. It's pretty good. The grapple makes it very fun. Probably the best feature they've ever added to the series. Hmm. Not recommended. Halo Infinite, the multiplayer. <laughs> big massive pile of steaming garbage for a multitude of reasons that I won't get into or else I'll be here until next week <laughs> Back but for blood. is it worse than Battlefront Online <laughs> no no <laughs> Back for Blood we did talk about that in I think the uh, 20 was it 2020 yeah the end of 2020 we were saying because we played the oh, alpha sure. yeah I forgot about and that and we're saying hey this is pretty good so far you know it could be the new Left 4 Dead nah nah it's not <laughs> It, it just sucks. Disappointing. And then another one that I uh, played with CJ, I think, or CJ played yeah, it for it all us. of like five um, minutes. It, it, and fuck, I no, we we did the whole mm -hmm. first uh, level. After oh yeah, that that's right. You were there. Um, yeah, the, the Anacrusis. The a Anacrusis, I think, is what it's called. Anacrusis. Another sort of Left 4 Dead type thing. Uh, it's even literally shittier. Left 4 Dead in space. <laughs> it's like it's completely <laughs> unimaginative in its mechanics. It's essentially the same game, just with slightly better graphics. Yeah, it's it's like the game is either unfinished or really bare bones. I don't I don't know. It just feels very strangely off. Yeah, I mean, it to sucks. be fair, it's still considered a game preview. So, I, I, I mean, you basically said it was like right around like it, it's basically about to be released in its full version. Yeah. So what else are they yeah, going to actually do It's here? as much a game preview as the early release of the Halo Infinite multiplayer was a quote unquote beta. And then mm -hmm. when they go into full release, it's nothing changes. Right. So, yeah. And then there's some trailers. There's the Sonic 2 trailer. Looks good. Knuckles looks good. Knuckles is the best. There's a new Batman trailer. <laughs> Catwoman's costume. Don't but know what's going on there. Is Knuckles now too sexy because of Idris Elba? 
We'll get into that when it comes out. If he, if he had a British accent, maybe. But um, I'm sorry, but literally, like every single time I saw that on Twitter, I'm like, why are people talking about this? <laughs> I was so confused. Well, you already have the entire furry community invested in Sonic the Hedgehog, and anyone who's not oh, a- gee, really? It's called DeviantArt. I've I've heard of it, <laughs> and anyone who's normal finds Idris Elba attractive. So there you go. What really remains to be seen is. Will we see Ugandan Knuckles? That would be honestly <laughs> the best, most baller post credit scene they could possibly pull out, right? Is if... Or will we get a spinoff film called Ugandan Knuckles and Knuckles? How much <laughs> it would be awesome if they just had Knuckles say, Do you know the way, brother? At some point. There would have to be like at least a billion dollars <laughs> yeah. in copyright. I, I mean I, I wish that would happen, but I don't think they have the balls to do that, honestly. Uh anyway, as I was saying, the the newer the Batman trailer still looks good I'm actually but, stoked uh, for that yeah, i that- just hope catwoman gets a real costume and why was batman facetiming the riddler <laughs> yeah what the because fuck? he can <laughs> covid but dude he was lonely there's social distancing so. yeah yeah can't believe that comes out next month already damn yep no, no then- it actually comes out like next week i think no, i could have sworn it was beginning of it's, march it's right? march yeah 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 it's it? beginning of march Oh shit! I'm thinking something else. Then oh, I'm thinking Uncharted. My bad. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's right. That's like coming relatively quick. Which you know, I love Tom Holland. We love No Way Home, but I, you know, I don't see him as Nathan Drake, right? Like nobody does. Uh, I'm actually uh, <laughs> tempted to see that. I'm very curious. It's something I can definitely wait for streaming for. Like I, I don't see myself going to the theaters to see Uncharted. Right? Oh, absolutely. No, I get that. Yeah. And then way back, there was a short teaser for the Flash movie that's been like 60 years in development. Oh, yeah, right. Speaking of Batman, (laughs) that was the only exciting thing about it. Well, that's not totally true. But (laughs) there's three Batman. Michael Keaton, Batman, they're in his Batcave, and we see like three different versions of Flash. And there's like Superman's daughter, I guess, from the, the Injustice Flash comics. into the Batman verse. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's the No Way Home of of DC. We are all the DC. So yeah, that that looked good. Uh, his costume looked good. Yellow Lightning, finally. Mm. And then we had a trailer for the Halo series. Um, I'll watch it. I don't have high hopes. A few things looked weird, and I've heard some uh, strange rumors about it. That makes it sound like Master Chief is going to get his ass kicked. So by who? Uh, <laughs> uh, by a woman. I don't know, some random woman. <laughs> so I, I, you know, I will say I played a little bit of the uh, Master Chief Collection last month or uh, end of December, uh, like around the time Infinite came out. Just because, like, you know, I, full disclosure, anyone who knows me knows I've never been an Xbox gamer. Uh, when I was growing up with consoles, it was always uh, PlayStation. Hey, you Sony pony. So I literally had no exposure to Halo whatsoever beyond like, you know, the memes and whatever is going on on YouTube, right? Like I, I have absolutely no experience with Hulu. What's, uh, My most Halo related thing is red versus blue. That's it. So anyway, like um, I I played whatever the first game was in that series. You played Reach. A, yeah, it was Reach. Um, and I got to tell you, it, it, it looks okay as an FPS, but I don't see why it's so iconic. And, you know, I asked you about this when we were uh, meeting up uh, last month to see uh, No Way Home, right? Yeah. Uh, again, I keep saying last month, not forgetting that it's February, but um, <laughs> so, well, so it did just start. what exactly would you say is the draw of Halo for anyone who's uninitiated, for anyone who's looking to get into it, for anyone who heard about how great Infinite is and sort of wants to get on the bandwagon this late into the game? Well, you see, the series Halo stars this guy. I think his name is Halo, and you know, he's he's a pretty cool guy. He kills aliens and he doesn't afraid of anything. Does he do it to the song of Halo by Beyonce? Um uh, well, if the song sounds like then yeah. Uh I also saw the uh the season 2 trailer for Picard. Mm. Expect a video soon mm. on my own. Uh, that's all I'll say. And the Orville Finally. Yeah, that looks sick. Oh, I forgot about that show. Uh, it's coming out in June now. and Wasn't the last season like 2019 or something? <laughs> had to be. 18, it's, I think? Yeah, it's been like three or four years at least. Yeah. Hey, so, Seth MacFarlane's a busy man. Mm. They released the uh, the opening scene from, I guess, whatever will be the first episode. And uh, it looks like they're continuing the whole Kalon war or whatever you want to call it with the, you know, the machine race. Right. 
So yeah, the only thing I noticed that I, that I was questioning was whether they're still working with like the actual studio models for the ship because you can definitely tell the CGI has more budget, I guess. It looks a lot cleaner. And they've also switched uh, to a new network, so that might come with a different budget, that might come with a different creative team. Um, yeah, I mean, it's going to be on Hulu, which the first couple seasons were on Fox. So, you know, y- you can tell that some of these streaming services do invest more in these fan favorite series, right? Like, I- I'm anxious to see what they do with it. Yeah. All right. Now um, that's all I got. Okay. So I'll just <laughs> say my two things, which, uh, first of all, no one has talked about the new Kingsman, which I question if anyone's actually I seen it. I forgot about that, too. <laughs> um, so I saw it in theaters the week after it came out. So, like, mid-January, I think. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's going back a little while. It was like, while well, No Way Home was still, it's like, so big that you couldn't even get tickets by May. Um, oh, yeah. I will say, it's way better than The Golden Circle. It's sort of not what I expected going into it, but it's, like, a good World War One movie that's set in the Kingsman universe, right? Hmm. Anyway, a lot of fun. If you like the first one, I'd go see it. So, you know, that's my one piece about it. Uh, yeah, I still got to check those movies out, actually. The first one is honestly like one of the best action movies of the last decade. I can't Ooh. recommend it enough. All right. All right. It, it's like Tarantino meets James Bond. It's like it's got something for Ooh. everyone. Yeah. Uh, as for what I've been playing, I, I feel like, you know, it had a lot of hype building up to it. And, you know, John and I were talking about it briefly. I gave my sort of spiel review, but I haven't talked about it on the podcast at all. So I'll just mention it. Deathloop was a lot of fun. and Oh, yeah, I saw you playing that. Yeah, so if you're like, it, you know, it's technically a arcane game. So if you like Dishonored, if you like Prey, it's a very much in that same vein. Um, the whole thing is like pretty self-explanatory, right? You're stuck in a time loop. You kill yeah. some bad guys. You got some cool abilities. You know, it's it's fun. Just go play it. So I have like three things, but I'm going to make them quick like John did in the in his uh, beginning there. If you guys... Yeah, go fast. If you're done, CJ. Yeah, dude. Yeah. All right. So what I've been watching, uh, Young Justice Season 4. Yeah, I'm uh, I mean, that. if you're a fan of Young Justice, uh, Season 4 is a little bit off from... Uh, where one and two were. It drags a little, right? Yeah, it's it's not as slow as The Outsiders was building up the story, but it's all over the place with the different characters they're trying to focus on. So, you know, it's not exactly... It's like four separate mini-plots that, you know, don't really have mm-hmm. much to do with each other. Uh, Lost in Space, that show is now over on Netflix, or at least the, re- the remake is. It's a fantastic mm. show. I think our audience would probably like it if they gave it a shot, or if they already are watching it, watch season three. No, and I, I highly playing, recommend Lost in Space. It's amazing. And then uh, as for playing, uh, I don't have a lot of time with you know the kids and all that, but I did just pick up the new Pokemon uh, Legends Arceus game, and that is, uh, I'd like to recommend it. I only don't give a hard recommend because there's so much fucking clips... Uh, you know, cutscenes. Mm. I was noticing huh? that when I was watching somebody play the start of it, it's just a whole lot of talking. <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah. Good thing I didn't start over that yet. I do want to say I saw the picture of you playing with your son and it's like the cutest thing. That was Thank so you. adorable. He was like, are we going with Ashura again? And he just like hit the TV. I was like, oh. He's just screaming in the background right now. So I'm lowering my mic volume as we go here. <laughs> I could hear him. <laughs> All right, so what are we starting with? Oh, Jack, did you have anything you wanted to highlight from this past uh, couple months? Oh, uh, so I don't know about any of y'all, but uh, I always was more curious about Batman's butler, Mr. Pennyworth. Um, And uh, so I definitely recommend uh, Pennyworth. That is now streamable on HBO Max because, uh, yeah, there are some issues with it. There's uh, They're kind of implicating Bruce's being born way too early, but... uh, (laughs) But overall, okay. it's really interesting to see things from his perse- perspective as a former, what was it, like, SAS agent? Yeah. Yeah, like, uh, I enjoy it so far. It's pretty good. It's a soft recommend because, like, as always, DC, they always find a way to fuck something up. Wasn't that on some, it was on some it, it, it weird, was like on some Apple TV. Was it really? Like, I thought it was like, uh, yes. I thought it was like Stars Plus or something. It was like some weird. No, it was uh, Apple TV no originally, uses. I remember, because uh, I got my phone. Uh, no, no, it was like, something when it came out. Wasn't it like it was stars or sparks even or something? I could have sworn. No, no, no. It was like I'm pretty sure that's the Amazing Spider-Man I've movies, never isn't of. it? I don't know. It's just I, I remember thinking, oh, this is on some streaming service that there's no way I'm going to spend like six bucks a month. Uh, who to knows? I could be wrong anyway. So. Series, you know, <laughs> on Epics, that was the original one. Epics, that's right. Yeah, uh, so that's still around. 
Yes, oh, I, I don't think wow, it is anymore. I forgot about that thing. Is it? I, I if know. it is, no one's <laughs> buying into it. It's like the Discovery TV <laughs> of old string services. Pennyworth is in a third season. How do you make three seasons out of Alpha? All right, whatever. Um, anyway, Two. yeah, it's on HBO Max. I haven't seen it yet, but it's been something that's definitely been on my list to check out. So that being said, how does DC do H- or how does HBO Max do DC differently? That's sort of then, what I wanted to dive into. Then the CW, Peacemaker. you mean? Yeah, from CW. Well, for first, sorry, I can say I can, I'm watching Peacemaker without feeling like I'm being forced to, like with Marvel TV shows right, right. now because it's like, all right, we're, it, they're expanding their own universe while Marvel is just like, well, you better watch this or you're going to figure out why this stuff doesn't yeah. connect <laughs> later on. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. Th- that's true. Like anything you've seen on Disney Plus has like serious implications for the MCU and it's like kind of a dick move if you're just someone who watches the movies, right? Like Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, Hawkeye is going to have some implications. Uh, it's had it. Multiple. WandaVision's obviously going to have great Im- and a pretty great impact on uh, Doctor Strange 2. So, like... Oh, yeah. Eh. You know. I don't know. Maybe she'll just show up in costume and he'll be like, oh, hey, nice outfit. And she goes, thanks. You know, I got it in this, uh, the, whatever the name of the town is. And he'll be like, oh, okay. It was somewhere in New Jersey. That's all I remember. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... Peacemaker is exactly why James Gunn was fired from fucking Marvel, and we all know it. It's his tweets come to life. I was just thinking that. Oh, yeah, it's like... It is literally his, like, his most childish jokes, and, like, that's why... So, I won't say much on this, and that's just because the humor doesn't really uh, click with me, and I think that Guardians works because it's either the PG-13 and or, like, Marvel keeping that side of him in check, whereas Peacemaker... He's just unleashed. Oh, it's true. It's, he had like completely out of control of the series. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I do enjoy it very much though because it it has the obvious cheesy oh great nice poop joke moment, but it's also like all right, it's gotten its brilliance as well. The plot itself actually develops into something really interesting to the point where it's like oh, uh, I can't wait to see the next episode, episode was something all right. Yeah, no, like the twist at the beginning, like I didn't expect to say. But um, episode four has, like, one of the best scenes in the entire series, which I'm not going to spoil it here for anyone who hasn't seen it, but it's, like, <laughs> Vigilante is the best character on the show. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> you know the scene I'm talking about, right? Uh, Peyton was, uh, it was reading when I was watching, and she goes, like, why do I see you as Adrian? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, Isn't it great that he was, like, the bit. best villain on Arrow, and now he's the best, well, not Vigilante, but Adrian? Mm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, they have Adrian Toomes in it? Well, no, not Adrian Toomes. That's... That's Vulture. That, that's Vulture. Adrian <laughs> Chase. villain. Right? And Universe. Adrian Chase from Arrow Season 5, I think. Yeah. The one who was Prometheus. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember Arrow at all anymore because, wow, that, that's Yeah, well, in Season 5, there's another, there's another dark version of him just like Season 1. And he's like, I am oh, Prometheus Christ. and I am voiced by the guy who played Worf on Star Trek. <laughs> well, don't forget, he's also Green, he's also green Arrow on Earth 2, you know, before Right, crisis. right, right. Oh, okay. Well. <laughs> yeah, and then he takes his mask off and he's just some, like, pretty looking actor guy and he's like, yeah, how do you get that voice to sound like that? Yeah, pretty much the same way you get Darth Vader's voice to sound like James Earl Jones when you've got, like, the most pale looking English dude underneath. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Okay, so, yeah, I mean, Peacemaker, drastically different series from anything you would see on the CW. I think that goes yeah, without course. saying. <laughs> I was going to say, really? you gonna say, compare that to uh, Doom Patrol? Yeah, even compared to Doom Patrol and Titans, it's like a totally different direction, right? Like a lot more fun, yes. a lot more cohesive. Uh, the characters, I like. I don't feel like anyone doesn't belong there, right? Everything's really well cast. Everything's really well written, and that just speaks to. First of all, I do like James Gunn as a writer, as a uh, fuck producer. James Gunn. Love the Guardians. Love the Suicide Squad. <laughs> And from the man who told you ego is a celestial and how dare you correct him if you don't agree comes the man who is wrong about ego being a celestial according to the rest of the MCU. Here's a dick joke. You know, I actually did see (laughs) Eternals last week, too. And yeah, I mean, it it basically kind of disproves that uh, ego is a celestial since the celestial. Wait, hold on. You saw the Eternals? I did. Wait, so what are the Eternals? (laughs) 
Ah, uh, Jesus. Now I'm confused, so, Sam. So we, one of the most popular videos on our YouTube channel was us, like, reacting to the first... Was it the trailer or just the news that they were making an Eternals movie? I think it was just the news, It was, right? it was the news that Angelina Jolie is cast. So... Was cast. It basically... Really? We, that was it? So it's like, yeah, we had very little knowledge of the Eternals going into that video, uh, or going into that podcast, but... Um, to his credit, John did a lot of research going into that and actually gave well, a pretty good explainer of who the Eternals are, who the Celestials are. I looked at the wiki page, I think, well, for like five minutes, and I just tried to get the gist of it. That's more research than most of the people who watch our stuff do, so I, I, I think that's, yeah, pretty good effort. Um, okay, hold on, guys. I have, to, I have to correct myself here for a moment because... Yes, I did this to take a shot at James Gunn. However, the Guardians movies are wildly more successful than the Internals will ever be because, God, that movie fucking sucked. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I will say I don't think it's as out really terrible as critics were saying it was. But, yeah, I mean, it's that like they did. tried to use the Guardians formula yeah. of taking likable characters really and trying to make them into a fan favorite. But, you know, you don't know. I saw Icarus's discount Superman, and that That's really annoyed me. What he was, what he Minus was, yeah. the talking raccoon and tree. Yeah. Like, the second he was on screen, oh, don't be careful, don't fly too high to the sun. Oh, <laughs> Icarus just got his wings clipped, and I was like, oh my god, just you. Really? Like, you could not have come up with anything better. Just Did the, you know that yeah. Icarus flew too close to the sun? Did you know that? I bet Jesus you didn't know Christ that. Almighty, I, yes. <laughs> Did you know the story of Icarus from the Greek mythology? Do you know Greek mythology? Hey, guess what? Greek mythology. <sighs> but hey, it was funny to see uh, Rob Stark and Jon Snow have a dick fighting contest again. <laughs> I just can't believe we're going to get Hercules in the MCU. Confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, right? But anyway, uh, we should probably go back to DC. Yeah. yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, like hey, I said, we, hey, we'd be doing everybody a disservice if we didn't have nonsense on this show. Um, so I think the reason why Peacemaker works so much better than any other DC series on HBO Max, at least, is because you have a single creative vision, right? Like James Gunn really had a clear idea of what he wanted to put into the series. Uh, DC and HBO Max gave him basically complete control over this thing. Uh, even though he didn't direct every single episode, he clearly uh, had a clear vision for these, whereas Titans and Doom Patrol are sort of all over the place. Um, oh you want to know God. why? Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure – I know Titans, definitely. I'm not certain about Doom Patrol, but maybe. Uh, they're both produced by Greg Berlanti, who produces <laughs> all the CW shows. Yeah, that's a good oh. point. Isn't Stargirl by Greg Ber Berlanti, too? Mm-hmm. I like Stargirl. That's not bad, yeah. actually. Yeah, that's no, it's I, not. I, I Superman and Lois is the best two they have. Right. Well, <laughs> they're both falling into. We know. I was gonna say it was so weird. I was like, man, DC's making me like one of the Wilsons again. Hmm. <laughs> so Superman and Lois. Okay. Mm -hmm. So season one, we talked about at length. Pretty good, right? And we said, you know, I enjoyed it. It's good that we got worth. Yeah, it's good that we got a, a solid first season. It'll probably get worse in the second season, <laughs> as is the CW want to do. And uh, so where are we at this second season? Four episodes in. How are we doing with the, the kind of tropes that tend to arise? I got this. I got this, John. Go ahead. Number one, CW trope. Lie to your partner. Lie to your friends. <laughs> lie to everyone. Make everyone distrust you. And then when the truth comes out, everyone can be like, why did you lie to me? Why did you keep this a secret? We have Grandpa with Jordan lying. We have Lois lying. We have everyone lying. Even <laughs> Superman's going to lie. And number one in his motto is truth. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, the, the big problem with any CW series and the big problem with any uh, Greg Berlanti produced CW series specifically. Drama. There's drama. way too much. Like... They lean way too much into the family drama. And to be fair, Superman and Lois has balanced it pretty well in the first season. I it was always the there, girl. but yeah, I mean. And I liked it. Ugh. Now we can have three whole episodes talking about it with scenes dedicated to it. We need this. I can't get good at football. This has to be a plot. We need this. I'm running for mayor. I'm not even a title character or part of the main family. We need this subplot. Yes! I'm so glad that on Superman and Lois we have all this stupid shit taking up time from good Supermanning scenes where he could be he could be, you know, rescuing people from natural disasters, which there's like one scene in the first episode. He rescues a submarine and they're like, okay, give them a little nugget, then that'll shut them up. 
No. <laughs> that's not enough. Sorry, it just isn't. And I don't give a shit about Lois's sister. She was fine in the first season because she was talking about Morgan Edge, who turned out to be the main villain. So it all tied in. Lana was tied into that. We had a good balance. Now what? everything is all over the place. But, you know, it might be okay because we might be getting Doomsday, but oh no, he's not Doomsday, he's Bizarro, he's Bazoomsday, oh my goodness. Hey, we might still get Doomsday though. <laughs> what? <laughs> it's gonna be that girl that's re- leading the cult, if she's not Parasite, you know, like, that name's already been tossed out three times in that episode. Oh, you think it actually <laughs> might be Parasite? Okay, I don't know what that connection is, so you'll have to elaborate. Uh, they just kept saying, like, she's a Parasite, she's a Parasite, I'm like, oh, okay, so oh. she's gonna get at the script and I become cri- Parasite. But Parasite's Man. a guy. Have we learned nothing from the CW, John, or from... <laughs> Seriously, I was going to say, like, come on, You want to get canceled again? It's, <laughs> yeah. it's true. We already were in episode 69. I, I mean, if you think about it, there, there's a drastic number... It, it's like almost a trope in itself that uh, superhero movies in the past 20 years have basically taken well-known characters and completely changed them to, you know, fit the plot and the premise of the movie, right? You know, like, right away, what comes to mind is, like, Fantastic Four 2 with uh, Galactus. You know, it's like, it's not Galactus, it's just, like, a giant portal in the sky that eats planets, apparently. Cloud Lactus? Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, I mean, th- that's obviously an Don't forget Black example. Johnny Storm. Well, oh, my God. <laughs> the point is, they'll change a character just to fit in with, like, whatever story they're trying to tell, or as a potential twist, or whatever. It's not something they're above doing. Well, I will give them this credit, or I don't know if I'm giving them credit, but if I were to speculate, so Bizarro was a failed clone of Superman, right? That's always been his origin, and Doomsday was also somebody who was cloned and recloned and recloned, whether it was done by, you know, like, say, Cadmus in the Justice League Unlimited cartoon, or in the comics where it was, I don't don't know if it was on Krypton, but some alien thing. Uh, In the comics, it was some scientist that, like, it was before, it was the planet Krypton, but before it was habitable, where it was just, like, the apocalypse apocalyptic wasteland you think of anything in your nightmares and doomsday was born again died again born again died again until he was pretty much incapable of dying in that environment yeah so we're not we're not once again we're not getting that version of doomsday still can't get a right version we have smallville version we have uh, dawn of justice version there was the the cartoon ones the other two cartoon ones from the the animated the movies Krypton. Krypton. None of them. None of them can get that. But at least we have the uh, sort of the reign of the Superman thing set up, right? There's uh, there's Jordan, who I guess would be Superboy. You have uh, well, what's his name? Not not Morgan. It's Tal Rowe, who could be the Eradicator. You have Steel. You're only missing the Cyborg Superman, who, if we're still connecting this to the CW, would be the you know the Martian Manhunter Hank Henshaw, which seems yeah. wrong, but they could just change it. Oh, who cares? Multiverse, uh, crisis, uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, John, the scientist was Bertrand as one of the uh, options. Sorry, just look that up. If we're getting, if you think we're going to, do you think we're going to get Cadmus this season? If so, do you think we're going to get a Lex Luthor uh, reveal on who's Lex in this? If it's still, if it's tied in, fucking two and a half men. If it is tied into the CW, or if it's still tied into Supergirl, and that's still canonically related to this series, it's going to be John Cryer, right? Like, there's not another Lex Luthor in the CW that they're no, going to right? Is because, it because they kept saying, you, Superman, you don't have any help. What about Kara? Where is she? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or Flash, or I, any of the other. I, I always. You know, it's always been my assumption, and I think John's sort of disproved this or sort of presented some evidence to go against it, that, you know... What, Diggle? Well, no, I was going to say Superman and Lois might be a separate universe from the main, uh, you know, Arrowverse continuity. So it's not Earth Prime, but it's like some parallel Earth, which, you know, isn't too unlikely, right? You mean like they're doing with every other DC show they're coming out with, like Naomi and... What is Naomi? All those other shit. I still don't know know what that is. I'm not watching it. I refuse to. <laughs> All right. Teach their own. We, gotta, we can move on from there then. <laughs> I guess that's the replacement for Black Lightning, maybe. Okay, Black, to, to its credit, Black Lightning is like the one show that I thought didn't just like get worse with season two and then stay worse. I thought it was it was decent most of the way through. I liked Jefferson Pierce. Yeah. Like, I, I thought that was a very good interpretation but of him. Now, every time they have him show up, like in The Flash again, he just says like his one catchphrase that he used a few times in his own series. And it's like, okay, all right, we get it. We get it. Who's, whose life is this, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 
But yeah, so uh, what point are we at now? So we had the reveal in like, I guess it was at the end of the first where you see like something in a suit coming through the rocks and I'm like, hey, you know, that could be Doomsday. And then we see an article that talks about the uh, exactly that. It was the showrunner saying that they were in fact going to lead to a Doomsday plot. Was he just making that up to like get people to watch or are they still going to follow through? It's, Who knows? Remember when he said there's going to be a twist? Yeah, that's right. He says, yeah, well, there's so many things. There's just so many things out there that we have to do our own version. We have to. We can't just use source material. What is that? I mean, we'll respect it by not doing uh, it. God forbid we use the comics that were written many years ago. I know you wanted Doomsday, but I am happy to see a live-action Bizarro. Yeah, I'm actually... Like, not to say there'd be something wrong with doing Doomsday again, but we did just get a live-action Doomsday a couple years ago, right? Like, do we really... I mean, Doomsday was involved in Krypton. Yeah, I mean, you think about it, Bizarro is such a fan-favorite villain, like, such an iconic Superman villain, that... It's weird that we haven't seen an on-screen interpretation yet. So, you know, credit to them. There was in Smallville. Eh. Was there? Yeah, but it yeah. was so small. I still never saw that one. There was a version of him in Smallville where he says huh. the line, and I quote, I'm just like you, only a little bit more bizarre. And then his face transforms into the cracked up white thing and he flies because everybody can, but Clark can fly in Smallville. Hmm. <laughs> I was going to say, but you know, we had a, we have a, a Zod on screen, we've had Brainiac, we've had we all these guys, so it's just nice to, uh, Krypton. Krypton as well. Oh, okay, we had gotcha. Brainiac. I liked that version of him. He freaked me the fuck out, but I, he was good. And you bring in Lobo with Superman and Lois. Why the hell not? Oh my god, please. We, we might. I don't think Bizarro is a bad guy of the season. I think somehow he's going to be either trapped in the Bizarro world or he's going to help. There's something with that necklace. Mm. Yeah, what is that? Was that like a Phantom Zone thing or what was that? Mm. I, don't know. I definitely feel like it's going to end up with Doomsday and Bizarro and Steel are going to help him. So you don't think that this Bizarro will become Doomsday? I mean, he might, but I don't think Bizarro as he is is the enemy of the season. Mm. Oh, please, we'd watch them make General Zod Doomsday in one of the movies. Yeah, you're right. They just made him into Doomsday. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. God, that movie gave me a headache. So he hasn't even spoken yet, which usually one of Bizarro's uh, quirks is that he he speaks strange. He did? What, What did he say? Um, at the end of season th- episode three, he uh, he spoke when he was fighting Clark, and it just says in the subtitles, alien language. Oh, that's right. And then at the end, he goes to his Fortress of Solitude or whatever, and it says in the subtitles, alien, but apparently he says, mom. Ah. What? <laughs> okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that, that's a one-liner. <laughs> you see, that all of that, that could be interesting. But no, we have to discuss the uh, asshole fat mayor guy potentially using Sarah's uh, suicide attempt as dirt against them. I don't care. I just don't care. I don't care about Smallville. It's God. Just stop it. I just want to know if General Sam Lane made his perfect made his perfect game or not like i know he had that one birdie but did he do good or no i hope he's enjoying his retirement he's not he has to train jordan now jack damn it how is that gonna work okay bye mom i'm going away with grandpa but i'm not telling (laughs) you what then she's gonna overreact and then she's gonna be have drama again and then she's gonna say oh i can't deal with this and then superman's gonna say well i can't do anything with her i'm afraid of her because god forbid superman be able to talk to his wife Don't don't forget, hey, my mortal grandfather is going to teach me how to use my Kryptonian powers that my Kryptonian grandmother probably could. (sighs) Or, you know, my Kryptonian father. That's right. Clark already gave him training, though. And see how well he did? Mm. (laughs) Well, I mean, it it is clear that his abilities have come to fruition since, like, the very beginning of season one, right? Like, it's not exactly the same exact scenario if Clark were to try to train him again. Now, here's the one pointless side plot that I could see becoming or tying into the main plot. So you have John and he's like, man, I just want to start for my football team. I want to be the quarterback. I have to level the playing field. So I'm going to take this magic X kryptonite drug that somehow teenagers got from these mines and somehow found a way to vaporize that so that you can inhale it. Whatever. What? Wait, you guys didn't see that? Yeah, they just sort of brushed over that, didn't they? How his girlfriend yeah. just has, like, all the access to these, apparently. So, 
is him taking that drug, is that going to be the catalyst that awakens his powers? Because we said in the first season, all right, they'll probably not have him have powers for now just so they can focus on one of the sons and then they'll give it to him later. Kind of like with the, uh, what was it, Jesse Quick and Wally West and The Flash. Are they going to be the Wonder Twins? (laughs) (laughs) Wonder Twin powers activate! You know, I I do think that's a good point. And maybe, my guess is that it's not going to awaken it right away, right? Like they're going to keep it as a sort of plot point that uh, he still has, you know, it's just a crutch. It doesn't actually give him powers. I feel like it'll pull a Harry Wells kind of like move. Like he starts having like seizures or it has even worse adverse effects to him. So it's like it starts to kill him rather than give him powers. You never know. But then Kryptonite will give him powers. (laughs) Add more drama. John could always be Superboy because, I mean, Superboy doesn't have all the powers of Superman like Jordan does. So, I mean, John could be... And and in the comics, it is, in fact, Superboy's canon name being Jonathan Kent, so... No, it's Connor Kent. Superboy is um, Connor, yeah. Well, I, I think there was a version of Superboy that was John Cannon, wasn't there? Well, yeah, in, in Young Justice, it's Connor Con L, but I'm saying, like, when I looked up Superboy, it said original name Jonathan Kent. So there are three different. Yeah, yeah that's there's what I'm three different mm-hmm. Superboys. There's Clark when he was young, he was Superboy. There's Connor, and then there was, uh, you know, John. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Here's how I think the season's going to play out, right? Like, it's going to be very obvious that uh, he's going to get caught uh, using the X-Kryptonite. His dad's going to be, like, super excited that he's getting his powers at first, only to find out that he's been taking this drug that's super dangerous, yada, 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 family drama. (laughs) Express Um, disappointment, but not yell at him. And I'm like, Jesus. The whole plot will get revealed. His girlfriend will go to jail or whatever. Um, And as soon as he's off these drugs... And, you know, it's sort of made to look like his powers have gone away completely. There's going to be some inkling that, oh, he's retained some of these abilities. It's growing. It's growing. He's getting powers organically. There's something more to it. It's going to be he has to protect uh, Lois from something. Like, she'll be, I don't know, there'll be something there and it'll be threatening them. And then he'll go, no! And then his eyes will glow and something will happen. I can see that. You know who we forgot about? We forgot about an, another s- source of potential drama. Natalie. <laughs> oh, God, oh. right. <laughs> hey, John, go help go help Clark. Okay, I'll go help him afterwards. This is all your fault, Superman. No, pretty sure this is Lois's fault. Yeah. Uh, Lois is always right, though. Let's be real. We got to remember that. Lois is always right. Of course. We are the Superman. <laughs> I do want to mention one thing that I saw in a, for an interview for the show. Uh, so I don't know if you guys have been keeping up with the comics or any news about the comics, but if you're not aware, John, uh, John, oh, yeah. um, holy shit, why the fuck am I blanking on their, oh, John, Jonathan Kent in the comics is bisexual. Yes. Oh yeah, I forgot about oh, that. Oh god. He, he's taken over the mantle of Superman and all this, but they did an interview with the guy that plays John for the show and they said, hey, are you going to be bi in the show? Like, are you going to show fluid sexuality? He's like, no, I'm straight. So that's how John's going to stay. Fine. And I was like. Good. Fucking yes. But, Just keep okay, him straight. Yeah, no, but they nice. got around it because now they did it with Sarah. So that's out of the way. Fuck Sarah. I hope she dies. <laughs> I hope she goes the way of Lana Lang and Smallville. You know, I, opposite like, I wanted them to get together, but she's also just like the worst girlfriend. I overall gotta say, who the fuck cares? That it literally means nothing. Like, okay, cool. You want to do that for like the publicity? Go the freak ahead. But it's like, all right, does it add or take away from the story? No. Who the hell cares? <gasps> Are you denying representation to a persecuted subgroup of the population whose percentage might be less than less than less than one percent? How dare you? Oh no, I got canceled, but I'm just still right though. Like, it's, it's like, okay, live how you want, I, I don't care. You know, I, I don't know if you saw anything about uh, the writer who actually made that decision and is working on that current run, but he was like on the internet trying to defend that decision, and I, I think he just like cherry-picked a few trolls who were saying, uh, like, just like out-and-out homophobic shit, right? Of course, that's how articles work. And of course, that's the entire fan base, right? <laughs> They'll always shine a light on that and say, see, if you don't like it, then you're just like this. But really, we all know why they do it. It's to get artificial press and boost sales. Mm-hmm. There's nothing mm-hmm. else to it. And to be fair, it's working, There's right? this like, thing called capitalism in the United States, and they use it very well. I just remember seeing that the sales for that were decent, right? Like, we're doing better than some of the other uh, books that are currently coming out, mm-hmm. like... 
So, you know, again, it's a hard thing to actually look at uh, comic book sales. It's something that the industry sort of has a cap on. Um, you know, the, I don't think they release those numbers to the public as readily as they would, say, television numbers, right? Yeah. But from what I can tell, it, you know, they are getting more readers because it's controversial, right? Because they're attracting people who might not necessarily be reading Superman usually. Well, that's you know? the idea, but usually it doesn't last. Like, they'll get a slight No, I, I think it's going to lead to a... I, I, I can't imagine that's sustainable. Yeah, they're going to kill him off for a year. <laughs> yeah. What was the worst thing they did to him? Even... So, like, that's not even that bad. What the real bad thing was how he was a, a kid and they had him doing the Super Sons series, but then they bring on uh, Brian Michael Bendis and he says, okay, so everybody's having a good time reading about these two, you know, Batman, Superman kids and their adventures. So, let's take John out of that and let's age him up and let's just fast track him to being a Superman replacement. Why? <laughs> And now let's gonna make Superman the bad guy, so that John looks good by comparison. Now, what what is Superman doing? I thought they there's like a new thing called Justice League Incarnate, where they like patrol the multiverse or something. Is, I thought he was going off to that, but maybe not. I know they're killing him in like a couple months. Oh, that's right. Him, Diana, Arthur. Death of J Justice League. Are you ready? Yeah, my reaction to that was just like a uh, a, <laughs> a hearty laugh. One year. I give him one year. I mean, they did do a little uh, animated movie of the uh, Injustice uh, based off the video game, and I thought that was pretty good. Injustice, the animated one? That sucked. That was horrible. Oh, I liked it, though. Well, hmm. I liked it. I liked that it was different, but I don't like that. It, like, I don't like the choices yeah. they made. Oh, yeah, there was definitely choices where I was just like, why would they do that? But I was like, I had to turn my brain off to be real. Well, I give you this: the animation was top. It was it was very good. It was uh, yeah. Come on, you gotta say that was a pretty looking film. But the uh, the story choices mm -mm. They, they took the whole five year story of Injustice that was in the comics, not the game. It was five years that were in the comics. Oh, and they took the what was in the game and they pushed that all into seventy minutes. I'm sorry, but you just cannot do that. And it showed. It was dumb, especially the way it mm -hmm. ended. It's like okay, so he just gives up. All right, like. I did like the decision for Diana to be against it because, you know, Diana wouldn't be – no one would be happy with Clark killing kids. Mm -hmm. Oh, gee, no. really? <laughs> but it's just – I don't know how many people sided with him in the – I didn't read the comics. I know you and CJ did. But there's just so many, like, ideals between the heroes that don't mash with what they did. No. Well, the only kid I think he killed in the original storyline was, uh, was Shazam. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's part of the issue I have with Injustice, like, the series, right? That, uh, you know, there are so many decisions that are made that I don't think in anything other than an Elseworlds story, any of these decisions would make sense, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it has to happen for the story to happen, so. I mean, we could see it in, like, Red Sun Superman and all these other variations of Superman. Even that one where, like, Batman has the powers of the bat. I forgot what, it, what that anime movie was called or what it was based on. Right. But yeah, it, it's true that Injustice is presented as being essentially the main DC continuity, just like going down a different path, right? Like, it doesn't make sense just how the characters are developed yeah. up until that point. Like, I can see Superman doing it. I can't see everyone else. Oh, the worst part of the animated Injustice. Flash. Oh, no. Mm -hmm. Yeah, oh, that no. was way too easy. Oh, no. There I go. Oh. And no one mentions it again. Yeah, literally no one said anything after that happened. I was just like, did they just... And then they were just like, we're moving on. What? Somebody got like annihilated in the blast. Was it Green Lantern or somebody? Uh, I think all the Green Lanterns left. Hmm. Green Lanterns went back to Oa. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, it, Cyborg got way too easily fucked. Cyborg is a fuckhead to begin with. Let's be real, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I guess that's all we have for uh, for all of that. All of that DC stuff. Sorry, Superman and Lois, we got distracted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, what's left to say about Book of Boba Fett? I actually am excited for more. This episode was great. Fantastic. So, when I started watching it, I was like, okay, okay, th yeah, this is just like, it's got all the same people from Mandalorian. It's, it's playing out similarly, Old West style, but more of a, you know, plant roots down, talk about one area, and you got his flashbacks so we can see how he got to this point. Okay, I'm, I'm kind of on board with Boba Fett. He's, he's starting his empire. And then some people are saying, oh, come on, he's not as badass. Why has he got to get these random kids? Look at their stupid motorbikes. I'm like, come on. 
Come on, it's Star Wars. First of all, the fact that they have modifications of droids, that's kind of cool. It's kind of cyberpunk. And who cares what their bikes look like? Star yeah, Wars is like weird. That. First of all, it's 100% cyberpunk. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's like, how have there not been characters who have modified themselves with droid parts up until this point, right? Like, yeah, well, General Grievous. It's obviously yeah, like, okay. well, even, and even fake Shand is now. Yeah, I mean, and then yeah, and then so yeah. I'm on board with it, and it's like, and then they killed the Tuscans, right? Oh, that made me sad. You know, actually. I will say, I think they leaned on the whole dances with wolves, dances with wolves thing a little hard, right? Um, the noble savage. Mm-hmm. Trope. How the fuck did he get his armor back, CJ? <laughs> I, it's like I'm not against him having this brief foray with the Tuscans, but just making him essentially, uh, you know, a tu- I, I, I don't know how to describe it, right? Like making him. Uh, just become a Tuscan based clay. It, it sort of seemed like a weird departure. He's the cowboy who has to fall in with the group of Indians and then they cross contaminate each other's cultures and he becomes a warrior and he shows them the ways of modern warfare. Yeah, it's like they're. I, and again, I'm not against like the whole Western thing, but that's exactly what they were going for. Yeah. So I'm a little bit confused on the timeline of this though. Because like we know that he died. We know that the Mandalorian takes place five years after, you know, Return of the Jedi. So, how long was Boba in the Sarlacc pit, Sarlacc pit, and how long after that was he with the Tuscans between when he found Fennec? Because it's kind of jumps like four years. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, there there seems to be a weird time gap. He, well, he couldn't have been in the Sarlacc pit for more than what, like I don't know, a few weeks a week? at most. You think? Well, I mean, he that seems a bit he, long. I, I, I would. At most, at most. I mean, he had Beskar on. He was fine. It's not like as if he was in any type of danger immediately. Well, he was because the acid was digesting him. Yeah. Well, no, he was still wearing his Beskar armor. He was. The armor doesn't cover everything, though. Yeah, you could see the scars were all over him, and that's oh, why he's in the healing went- tank. Never mind. Yeah, never mind. My bad. My bad. So, yeah, I mean, let's see. His armor gets captured. He goes with the Tuscans. Um, how long is he with the Tuscans for, I guess, is part of the question. Seems like a while. Maybe two years. been at least like a year. I think maybe the actual question would be how long was he wandering around by himself after the Tuscans until he found, uh, what's her name? Fennec. Because that, um, then that's when we're caught up to Mandalorian season one. Remember when she's- Two. Mm-hmm. I thought it was season two. No, remember season one, she, she was there. Oh, and no. then at the very end of that episode, yeah, you her. see somebody walk up to her and that was him. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Speaks to how long it's been since I've seen Mandalorian. Yeah, sorry. I thought you meant when they were planning to kill. What's his name? Fortuna. Oh, yeah. Mm. All right. Big Fortuna. I didn't, I, at first, I was just like, oh, my God. They still have this place when um, Boa just went in like a boss and was just <laughs> like, bam. At first, I was just like, so, Jabba? <laughs> so, I'm, I'm with the series up to this point. He's building his empire and it's like, okay, okay, let's let's get on to the next thing. Slowing down a little bit. All right, I'm starting to see why people say it's not as exciting, but, you know, I'm still with it. And, oh, oh, we, we have a, we have a, a noise, a familiar musical sound at the end of this episode. Gee, I wonder who's next. There he is, shiny man, Mandalorian. Yeah, right. And then we just flat out have Mandalorian <laughs> season 2.5 begin. And that's where we're at now. I mean, I basically thought the entire thing was Mandalorian season 2.5, especially just given how Boba's introduced at the end of uh, season two. Yeah. Yeah, but now he's just in it. He's just flat out in it. <laughs> right, right, right. So, All right, but listen, this episode was just star-packed. Hmm. Are you talking about episode like, six? Episode six, yeah. I'm talking yeah. about six. Okay. For real, though. Like, I, I actually had to look up the other guy because I was like, oh, my God, that was Cad Bane. Hmm. Would, would you permit me to give an unpopular opinion? Go ahead. Go ahead. I didn't like it that much, and here's why. Okay. I don't like Luke, so I mean... Yeah, that was throwing me off a bit, and I was like, that, that weird ultimatum, I was like, what the hell? I, I do think episode five was better. I do not like the fact that they took the thing that was very special, which was just a surprise appearance of Luke at the end of Mandalorian season two, and now he's in a whole episode. Granted, he looks good. He looks a lot better than he did there. Can I just say, does his voice sound weird to you? Like, does it sound like computer generated to you? He sounds too calm. Yeah. He sounds too fucking, like, condescending in a way. You've got to use the force, Grogu. There's a weird speech pattern, yeah. He sounds unemotional to the point where I'm thinking it might be an AI voice. Like, they had Mark Hamill record the lines. So, I think it is still Hamill in the role, and they've modified his voice to make it sound like his younger voice. Then it's probably an AI voice program or something. That's what it sounds like to me, yeah. Yeah. I think they tried to de-age his voice. Yes. Which, (laughs) I I get why they did it, because they do (laughs) want it to sound like a younger Luke, and Hamill's voice is, like, two octaves lower than it was at that age, but... Well, 
Yeah, he's like, what, 65 years old or something? Yeah, no, there's no way they'd be able to get his... He's 70, I believe. There's no way they'd be able to get his voice from the 70s to, like, come out, you know? Um, They would have to literally use the audio from when he was originally Luke, for the love of God. Well, that's probably how they developed that, right? Is, like, pulling old audio from him. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if that was part of the process, yes. You know, it's either that or they got, like, an actual voice actor to do his voice, but... The voice actor can only sound like him if he stays within a certain tone range. Yeah. Which I completely get. Like, you know, I try to do impressions before, but if I go outside certain cadences, it just falls apart. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. I, Definitely. No, I, I do think it's an AI voice, though. I, I think it is Hamill voicing the character, and it's just a recreation of his younger voice. Mm. So while we, I mean, we we have criticisms about everything. Like, there are a lot of things that are, like, they're fun, they either don't make sense. They don't. Oh, they're not the best. You know what makes one hundred percent. You know what doesn't make sense to me. And sorry to cut what? you off, but um, he has the dark saber. How could the? How the fuck do they have the authority to make him not a Mandalorian anymore? Yeah. Like I understand that he took his helmet off. He violated Mandalorian rules, but he's literally the leader of Mandalore. It's a monarchical society. Yeah. <laughs> they don't. Well, I mean, there's different sects of Mandalorians. Like we saw. Like, what's her name? Can take off her helmet. She Bo-Katan. believes herself to be the ruling class of it. Oh, Bo-Katan. I mean, so if he went back to Mandalore, there's no yeah, one. Bo-Katan. Yeah, there's no one there telling him, like, hey, you're not a Mandalorian. No, it's just that one person. Yeah, but it's like. There's two people, I, sorry. I still think he. Because the Darksaber is supposed to give you complete authority over Mandalore according to their own rules. So you'd think they'd yeah. have to respect that regardless yeah. of what sect they are. They don't have any set rules, apparently. Everyone believes their own shit. But even Bo-Katan's like little cavalcade of ex-Mandalorian Mandalorians, uh, they seem to recognize that authority. Like she wants to capture that dark saber because she wants to be the leader yeah. of Mandalore. They do. This lady's fucking nuts. But, well, oh, yeah. Wasn't it like the general rule? Uh, so they say that you can only retain ownership of the dark saber if it's won in battle, and apparently it was just gifted to her, according to the armorer, who, for all we know, might just be biased. And not telling the real truth. Well, yeah, that's true. That is true that you need to win in a battle for them. To, like, I, I think they'd still recognize you as the leader of Mandalore if he was gifted to you, but uh, it comes with chaos, it comes with bad omens. You just, in general, you're supposed to win in a battle if you're expected to be a good leader, right? And lead the citizens of Mandalore to righteousness and glory. What do you think about the feature where it seems to get heavier with each swing? Is that because it's supposed to be held by a force user or something or is that just it's because he's fighting it yeah, yeah right it, well it's also because they said that it he was in fact a mandalorian and a jedi yeah that's what i'm saying like do you need the so, force to be able to stabilize it so it's not supposed to be actually used by normal people or is there an actual like technique to how you're supposed to handle it there's a technique because look at how uh, moff gideon held it like that's he right. used it well yeah yeah where did he learn that yeah <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, if that, that's what if, I would be curious about too. If you do have a weapon that gets perpetually heavier, the more you use it, it gets more powerful. If you actually have the strength to wield it, right? Like, I can understand why that would be a useful feature, but uh, it is something yeah. that clearly takes time and technique to learn, right? Mm-hmm. So, between all the criticisms and analytics, just quickly, you know, Luke, R two D two, Ahsoka, Grogu, Din, Timothy Oliphant. Mm. It, it's nice seeing such a like a full cast. I mean, yes, there's a lot of fucking. Hey, you remember you're in Star Wars, but it is a nice episode to see, even if it, there's full of criticisms and there's full of stuff that we can nitpick. It is fun in its own regard, no doubt. Yeah. Here's one thing that I don't like. So they have Luke of uh, go along with the whole Jedi must detach themselves emotionally thing. When I thought the whole point of him starting a new order was that. He was going to, like, forego that rule because that yeah, is, in part, what led to their downfall. Do you not remember him having all those books that Yoda burned on him because he was following the wrong path again? Okay. Was that supposed to suggest that he was sticking too much to the old ways? Yeah. All right. I, I, I mean, that's, yeah, that was the whole point of that scene in The Last Jedi was to say, oh, this incarnation of the Jedi is unsustainable. It can't survive. But also, fuck the Jedi. <laughs> Yeah, they they also were like, wait, hold on. So they're going to let themselves just uh, roam free when they have the power to, uh, you know, eradicate planets? Actually, The Last Jedi and Disney's sequel trilogy is not canon. Jon Favreau is my hero and he is retconning all of it, even though we're still in Disney territory, you see. 
So that cannot be canon, and thus you cannot use it as justification. I, you know, I think. Did it sound to anyone else like John just spontaneously grew a neck beard? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. All right, but hear me out. Ahsoka versus Din. Mm, why? With their lightsabers, because she has the white saber and he has the dark saber. I mean, it would look cool, but I don't see it happening. I don't see how like that would make sense. Why not? All fighting for the heart of Grogu. Are you advocating for white on black violence? Oh my god, stop it. <laughs> I'm advocating for Grogu to choose a side. I don't, oh god, I don't how, like that. How do you, th- what do you think is going to happen with that decision? Because Grogu's obviously much more loyal to Din Djarin than he is to the Jedi Order. He's going to get slaughtered by fucking Kylo Ren. No, he's obviously going to choose the armor so we can have Baby Yoda and Mandalorian again and Disney can continue to make money off of Baby Yoda products. Mm. I'm not even kidding you. I saw uh, like so many people up here already with Grogu stickers on their car. There you go. I'm not even joking. <laughs> like, why would they get rid of that? Of course, it's going to come back. We shall definitely see. But overall, I got to say, this is a series I've just enjoyed from start to finish. Yeah, of course, everybody had the slow, like, pacing problems in the beginning. But it's freaking good. Yeah, I mean, it's still yeah. good. I still like it. I'll still keep watching it. Mandalorian's better, but yeah, it's good. Oh, Mandalorian is superior. Yes, but yeah. I was like, like, overall, it's fun. It's fun. I can't wait for us to talk about Moon Knight. Mm. <laughs> oh, I'm excited for that, too. <laughs> Here's something else that I was uh, questioning a bit. So he had the Razor Crest, and that's kind of like a mini carrier that he can have people on. Now he has the Naboo Fighter from Episode One because they seem to like Episode One. Yeah, it's Anakin's. No, it's not. It's not Anakin's. I mean, it's just a. It's one. I think of them. it's just made to look like it. It's supposed to invoke it's nostalgia. It's Anakin's. You know what? I wouldn't be surprised if it was just so they could say, "Hey, look! Do you remember that? Do you remember that's that's the very exact one?" Because Star Wars <laughs> Galaxy is as small as a little block on the city. But so, how is he going to carry anything in that? It does seem a little impractical, right? He um, won't. He just won't. I mean, it's a cool-looking ship. It's fast as fuck, but um, it, it was sick. Yeah, it's, it's totally. Uh, you mean it was wizard? <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't no one say wizard anymore? Because that was just something in episode one that, like, they had Kid Anakin say offhand. <laughs> God. Um. Yeah. So. Yeah, I mean, it, it seems like it would pose a problem if he's, like, trying to sleep somewhere, like, having to find a planet to dock on every single time. It, it leaves him up for some liability, right? Yeah. When you're the Mandalorian, you don't have any attachments. It's the other way around. <laughs> That's the opposite of our way. That is not the way. That is the opposite of our creed. That is the other way. No physical attachments. <laughs> Except for that one guy that bounced the Jedi in the dark side. <laughs> By murdering children. You know how they kept that little capsule there for Grogu to sit in? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's exactly where Grogu's going to sit. Oh, wow, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> oh. oh, my God. I see, I thought he would put his bounties in there, just like stuff them. <laughs> I can see that. Here you go, little one. There's probably a trunk. There's probably a trunk on that thing. Did you notice how when they were putting it together, it's just like... Now, this is why I liked episode five a lot more, because that felt very small scale, very kind of just... You know, single episode, cool thing happening. It's just him and and the lady, and they're just building a hot rod in the shop. That's it. You like replace that with um, oh, what's his name, Tim Allen from Home Improvement. It could have been an episode of Home Improvement. It's just let's build this hot rod. Yeah, yeah, you're gonna put this on it. Yeah, put put that. Get some more seasons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, they had to set up Ahsoka somehow. You know. Hmm. That's what five was for Mandalorian, six was for Ahsoka. Oh, you mean they're doing and probably some kind of Ben Kenobi? They're doing all the spinoff crap. Oh boy! Hey, I'm gonna be uh, the Ahsoka series. I'm gonna be the Fennec Shand series. I'm gonna be. Oh wait, no, I was fired. <laughs> <laughs> I always stepped in to make a joke, but thank you for doing it for me. We're hey, we're X Wings. We're gonna be in Rogue Squad. Oh, that was delayed because Wonder Woman eighty four sucked balls. <laughs> oh gee. Maybe we shouldn't have had that investment day. Maybe we were a little too hasty. Anyway. Okay, I think we've covered everything here. <laughs> what about Obi-Wan, though? <laughs> he, he, you know what? We'll get there. They're on Tatooine. So is Obi-Wan. They're going to bump into him at some point. Calling it now. I think so. I think so, honestly. At the very end of... Watch. You just watch. So this is like... And by, and by the way, another thing that they were copying, because we talked about the whole Cowboys Indians thing. Spice trade. Hello? Mm. Dune? Dune, hello, anyone? Yeah, I was like, what the hell? So, yeah, no, I noticed that. This whole uh, syndicate or whatever, it's going to deal with probably 
Tatooine at a planetary scale. And then at the very end, you're just going to see something out in the desert. And then you'll see a hooded figure walk up to it. And then he'll turn. And oh my god, it's Ewan McGregor. Tune in next time on Disney <laughs> Plus for a connected series that you have to watch. Lest be left in the confusion zone. And then it gets spoiled on Twitter within the hour. Of course. That is the way. This is the way. That is the way. Is the way. Or is it? No, that's that way. <laughs> we'll find out. And <laughs> we don't end it there. Oh my god. With all that being said, CJ, do the thing. Well, yeah, I got nothing else to say. So, with all that being said, Ape <laughs> Music, play us out. <laughs> wait, 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 what about Twitter? You know, everything follow us. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, check us out on utterlynonsense.com. Now, Ape Music, play us out. <laughs>